0: Hello, how are we all? The times, they are a-changing, always, as someone so wisely once sang. But many of us are still in some form of lockdown, adjusting to the new way of life and how it really is okay for in-laws to keep their distance now, with respect, of course.
1: Welcome, mommy. We finally have my mom here. We are actually taping this podcast outside at a socially distant... uh, Distance? Distant. Is that how you describe yeah. it now? Socially distant so, distance? It sounds like a tongue twister.
0: This week, Robbie and Ida are still staying at home, but joined by Ida's mum, Gwen, who has been poorly.
1: Those of you who have been following our storyline, my mom's storyline, know that my mom has been uh, fighting cancer this year, right around when COVID broke out onto the scene. So we have in cautiousness and love kept a distance from Gwen, from Nana Gwen, as she's known known more popularly around the house, and which is tough because we, we live together. And actually, during this whole experience with COVID and your battle with cancer, we had to move you out of the house because it was just too much risk. So we only get to see you when you're feeling well enough and we get to see you in the garden and we do it from quite a distance away. And I feel really privileged that we get to do a podcast together because this has all been kind of going on in the backdrop of COVID. And we didn't really talk about it too much. We referenced it, but we haven't really gotten into the meat of why this has been so um, emotional during this time. And it, feel, it felt weird to have the conversation about cancer without you because it's... Because I'm the one going through it's it. It's your journey. It's your exactly. journey. We're kind of the... The extras, the bystanders of it, but it's really your journey in the midst of this.
0: I'm Sarah Milliken and this week I'll be guiding you through what has been going on behind the scenes, if you like, with the Williamses. And as Ida was saying, Gwen's illness has been at the heart of that. In sharing how they've all been coping, things do get emotional, but no less sweary, so if there are kids nearby, this is your warning. And not only should you watch out for some ripe language, despite the heartfelt themes discussed this week, the conversation does somehow drift into quite sexual territory involving Nana Gwen. I know, I'm as surprised, yet not as you might well be.
1: So,
2: um. also, we are outside whilst doing this. We are in the flight path in the hills of beverlyshire Shire, 90210. So if you pick up cars or helicopters or planes... It's that's, because we are outside right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not our house.
1: Hel- oh, and that's the dogs attacking each other. Oh yeah. It's not our. It's not our helicopter, our plane. Just, just to be clear, <laughs> so it is not our neighbors. It is just the sky, and we cannot do anything to control the noise. But hey, we'll, Nana
2: Gwen, how are you doing today?
1: You're like chief, like interrupter this morning. Well,
2: I just thought that you were naturally. No, co- you nat- just. Why don't
1: you take the lead? Why don't you no, take no, the lead? No, Rob,
2: you, you take the lead. You just seem to be going down a cul de sac of no, talk, and I thought no, I'd help you out. But if you no, don't want no, any no, help,
1: no over talk to you. Talk on. Talk on, Rob. Over to you. Talk on. No. Let's let's just usually ask Gwen to talk. She's the one that hasn't been That's doing.
2: That's what it
3: just said. I'm well, feeling brilliant. I'm happy to be here. The sun is shining. This is a lovely moment. I've been looking forward to it all week. I love these outdoor visits. It it helps because it we we have been living together for a few years and basically it, all my life, basically all your life. That's yeah. Correct. I don't. We've
1: yeah. taken very brief pauses. Brief. A
2: few forty years. How how are you managing to keep so positive, uh, Gwen? Because you've been incredible all the way through this.
3: Well, I I just am going to get better. That's it. There's just there's I've got a mindset of that. Yeah. I've been meditating. I actually I think since the beginning of the year I've meditated a hundred and 15 days straight. Wow. Um, and I've, in the course of a year, I've meditated over 400 times. So I think that's helping me. I, I just get very calm. I think I, I have a calm nature to begin with. Um, you guys have been very helpful with helping me get the right doctors and everything. And I really believe that the doctors are exceptional and, the, and they've done what they're supposed to do and, and that they are telling me that I'm going to be fine. So I choose to believe that.
2: So not only are you going to beat cancer, but you're also going to come out of this with the, with the power of telekinesis.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: And, and to be able to levitate.
0: That would be quite the skill set. So as already mentioned, there is a lot discussed in this episode as Robbie and Ida quiz Gwen on her cancer treatment and what's next. As ever, we wish her well and anyone else who was listening and may be suffering. Sending all good thoughts via this podcast.
2: I already believe that Gwen is going to get well, but it just cements my absolute steadfast, firm belief that we are dealing with a very special person here that can overcome absolutely anything.
1: That's really sweet.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh. That was very sweet. Now I can't say anything mean to you because you've been really sweet. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think, because I'm not as calm as you, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm scared about your cancer and your Parkinson's, and your lupus, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared.
3: You know, I have to say that the lupus one, which is not actually lupus, it's pre-lupus, it's like a version of lupus or something, that's the one that's been kicking my butt lately. That really is the one. It's like the secret stealth guy. been focused on the Parkinson's, and guess what? I'm doing really well with my Parkinson's. I'm in great shape. been focusing on the cancer because I have no choice. I have to just get it over with but that little stealth bomber that autoimmune disease has just been kicking my butt. It's lately. like the
1: little irritant, little in- yeah. the little, little annoying yeah. fucker in the family, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
3: is. It's just been
1: Here's my yeah. question that I wanted to know because I feel like I feel like we've started on the end tale of this and I kind of want to backtrack is talk me through your headspace of, you know, I remember that day that we spoke and you told me that you've been diagnosed with cancer, which just floored me and stopped me in my tracks in the worst way possible. Talk me through, you know, you getting that diagnosis and then COVID kind of exploding onto the scene. And, and, and take me through where you went in your headspace with that. Because I know how I felt and I felt, <laughs> thank you, and that's how Callie felt. I know how how I felt in that moment and in that panic of everything going on. But you were the one actually experiencing the the consequences of that tell me take me through your january february and kind of how with the meditation that you just touched on and and and, and through these weeks of quarantine and treatment kind of where your headspace has gone and how you've arrived you know like take me through the evolution well i just
3: i mean the the main thing was the first thing and my boyfriend ian was telling me this at the time he said you're so decisive because i just decided i wasn't going to sit on my heels and sort of be passive about it. I was going to just, and you guys were behind me too, but I was, I was just going to take action. I didn't want to delay. I had no idea that COVID was about to hit. I had well, no idea. Well, no one did really, but, but I just felt I got to deal with this. I got to get through it now. I, there's You're no You're talking about the cancer. Waste. Yeah.
1: But I mean, when you got that call, or when the doctor called you in? No,
3: when, yeah, the doctor. When I got the call from the doctor's office saying the doctor wants to meet with you to talk to you about your results, rather than just usually yeah, you get a call when you take a test. They say, "They say, oh, it's all fine. You got this. You got that. Or you know, your levels were this or that." And I got a call saying, "You need to come in and talk now."
1: That's that's not good when they use the now. I they're always they're not going to
2: give you a high five, are they? No, they're no. not going to come <laughs> this in. Is we so just good. yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is so good. good.
1: We had to say we had to say awesome in person. Yeah.
2: And then you come in and there's sort of like a banner going, go Gwen, go, go Gwen, Gwen, go Gwen,
0: Gwen,
1: go Gwen. I have to imagine that you back in the day, there were some doctor's phone calls with some results that you were quite eager to get the uh, the actual pending of yeah, your day. They, they
2: were just like, uh, come in, bring your own swab, We've never had to deal with anything like this before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I imagine there were some close calls in the '90s for you, Robbie Williams. Um, so, uh, so, so, okay, go on. So, so they then, call you, they
3: say, "We want to see you in person, Gwen." Now, so I, so that I had just left this house. Actually, I was here. Mm-hmm. You guys were still in Europe. You were, yeah, we were away, yeah, and. Um, and on my way to the doctor's office, I called Ian, who was also here, mm-hmm. and I said... Because
1: we've adopted your boyfriend. Yes.
3: So I said, they want, me, they want to see me. They won't tell me the results over the phone. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, then just call me, whatever, call me. Mm-hmm. So um, it happened pretty quickly after that. It was like the doctors came in and she said, well, you know, this is what I found. You've got cancer. It's not good. I need to take you, you need to meet with an oncologist right now. You have to go. And what,
1: are your, what is your head saying to you when you go, they, the, the words are echoing in your brain, you've got cancer, you need to see an oncologist. It, w-
3: it was just terrifying. I mean, I, 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 call, I rang Ian and I said, it's cancer. And he said, I'm, I'll be right there. He just dropped whatever he was doing and he came over. Um, by then I was down in the oncology unit of the hospital and they took my my blood pressure went up about sixty points.
1: Naturally, now my
3: blood pressure is very low. I'm I'm ve- I've always been very low blood pressure, usually like a hundred and ten or something. It went up to one hundred and sixty five. Wow! Well, you were like, shitting yourself. Was, that's what happened. So that's so yeah. that's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and after that, I mean, it was well. Actually, it was your brother's birthday.
1: I do recall.
3: Yes. So then I had to like. Shift gears and go into happy birthday mode. mode.
1: (laughs) That's that's the vibes. Yeah. Happy birthday. I've got cancer.
0: Eek, not easy at all. There's putting on a brave face and really putting on a brave face. Everyone copes with these things in their own way, and Robbie wants to delve more into how Gwen's been coping.
2: Now, I know that you are quite... um, you are steadfast with your resolve to not put on any weight as well. Besides all of these diagnoses, this plethora, the trifecta of dis- these illnesses that you've picked up, every cloud has a silver lining. Are you a little bit pleased with yourself for still being able to fit into your best no, clothes? She's
1: Oh, she is thinning her best life right now. Yeah. yeah, Gwen, how does it feel to be so underweight? You've always wanted to be too thin. You've no, always I, watched what you've yeah, eaten. I'm, I'm,
3: I am. I, Rob has nailed it. You've nailed it. It's, You're happy to be skinny. It's, it's kind of okay, that part. Wow.
1: Wow. But I don't... I love Gwen. I love Gwen likes,
3: likes but her I cancer don't, body. But I don't, she likes
1: her... That's so fucked up. But I, I so know, I know that
3: to fight it, I need to have a little bit of weight. You, you need a little I bit of weight. I think I lost weight on the drug for the Parkinson's that I'm taking. i I'm think gone. I, I started losing <laughs> weight on that one. Yeah. I lost about... Four pounds,
1: I think. To really? P- and also, yeah. let's just note that Gwen's only about hundred and ten pounds to begin with. So well, four I am pounds now. Is, well, I mean, you're, congratulations! I mean, you, congratulations! Congrats! Congrats. Congra- high five, Gwen! <laughs> high five and a glove. um Yeah, Gwen. I think you are. That's the one thing I think you were excited about the dietary, the dietary results of not being able to eat. If I, I mean, now it's gotten right. to the point where I'm giving you my skinny clothes that I don't fit into. Which is just dark.
3: <laughs> it is dark.
1: It's, it's very dark.
3: dark. No, but I am, I am really, I have, especially the last month, I've been making an effort to eat more.
1: Yeah. I never thought I'd hear you say that. I know. I, I, All those I years of you pushing the food and on he, the plate. And,
3: and Ian was very proud of himself this morning. He said, I fed you. I, I fed you properly this morning. Because I had... What's, a post- the,
2: what's the medicine called? <laughs> no seriously what's the medicine called
3: well I'll, I'll tell you separately because it, it, it's you it's, can't it's have not it Robbie a, Williams it's not
1: well, there might be, there it,
2: might be it, sort of like off brand it reasons not not black
1: market Parkinson's approved, drugs just to get, get skinny it's not
3: approved by the FDA yet so I can't really talk about it but Oh, I will, I will, that has I never stopped in Rob
1: private. in fact I think if something's FDA approved it, th- it actually turns Rob off
3: and I think there's you know I I I think there's a way we can work with this perhaps. I don't oh, know. Oh, are you well, going to
1: be his dealer? Are you yeah. going to no, be his Parkinson's be, dealer? No. We found well, out. Well, I you're have to
3: say when your grandmother was alive and she was fighting her she had a blood disease and she was she was they would well, she, had a she cancer. was she was in hospice. No, but you when stole she, her medicine. No. Well, no this is what happened. What <laughs> there, is It's a pack there of was, thieves in my a, family. There was there was a she was on a morphine regimen at that point. Oh, wow. You stole her morphine? No, wait, hold on. Time out. I did not steal anything, but when she passed away, there was a whole cache of drugs, and I took them. What, for safekeeping? For safekeeping, and I was working on a movie with a producer who will be nameless in this story. We can call him Harvey Weinstein. Why why not? not? Because he
2: didn't do very well.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He will remain nameless. Because you don't know his name. (laughs) It was a crazy... Situation because it was a low budget movie and they needed to pay the writer more money and I sort of ch- chimed in and said, "Oh, I have some morphine drugs."
1: You offered the writer morphine <laughs> no, instead of payment. I do not
3: for the writer? Morphine. Was that even on the cards? Yeah, the other. The other producer offered the writer morphine. And it wasn't you must, morphine. Have, you it must was, have mentioned it, it, that you it had was, it, it was as, a, as a bargaining tool. It was dilated or something. Dilated. Yeah? Like, that's what deloated. they put me
1: in the hospital when I broke my elbow. It when was that's deloated. hardcore shit. It was
3: dilated, so they they were looking for something, and I. So what I mean, I, they were looking for the, something. The, the,
1: the, the, <laughs> they didn't just all of a sudden think, you know, we could pay him. We could they pay him in that. drugs. No, they. You they, obviously mentioned it. No, they. They mentioned
3: it. What they said? It. Does anyone have any? Yes.
1: Does anyone have any spare drugs we yes. can pay our writer? Yes. What the fuck production was that's, this one? That's Hollywood. Hold for on. you. That's just Hold
3: on, no. That's ridiculous. It gets worse. It gets okay. worse. Uh, okay. So go. So I mentioned that I could possibly provide them with this. Wow. So then I did give them like I don't know three or four Dillards or something. And then this is what was so crazy was this producer. Okay, so the office was in the valley, and he lived in in. Get Beverly to it. Hills, and we, as you recall, lived in Deep Canyon at the mm-hmm. time. Get to it. He used to come to my house, and visit. oh, I know who this person is. And he used to just figured it out. He said he had to. He'd, he'd ask to lose, use the loo, and I did. I didn't figure it out right away, but he used to go up into my bathroom to use the loo and take some of my. Drugs. First of
1: all, you'd be the worst detective if you can't figure out if someone's downstairs in your bathroom, but then ends up going upstairs into your bathroom. <laughs> it was not. It was not. It was a creaky house, first of all, a wooden creaky house, and there's quite a distance.
2: The Clouseau of Cancer. The
1: Clouseau of Cancer. I love that you, there's not very much accountability in your narrative of, and then I just happened to say that I had drugs, and they somehow got, I gave my drugs. There's a very, there's, you're definitely taking a backseat on you being a drug dealer in this whole production scheme. I was not. Uh, Okay, well, I'll let the listeners decide. So you bartered and he you paid him in dilated? Yes. Wow, that explains a lot in my family. It explains how I am. explains how I ended up with a drug addict. It just it explains a lot. That's me. That's you.
0: Well, doesn't fate work in mysterious ways? And who knew the dealing tendencies of Nana Gwen? Goes without saying, I trust, that we, of course, do not condone any such behaviour, fascinating though these revelations are. Moving on then. What's everyone been up to since we last discussed lockdown? Still in the wholesome banana bread sourdough making camp? Or purely the eaten carbs camp? Maybe you've carried on with all those online exercise classes you paid for just like me? Now, this is where the sex talk begins. Personally, I'm fine with it. I mean, it should not be shocking that people of an appropriate age are having fun. You go, Gwen.
2: What's been keeping you busy other than your countless diseases diseases
0: well to be honest
3: i've been i've just finished a 10-week writing course at ucla ucla extension on memoir writing do you know
1: you could do pay yourself and dilata
3: now <laughs> yeah right so, so, so what
2: What are you going to do with the um the education that you've given yourself i've been
3: weeks? i'm writing a segment of my life which is called sex after 60 sex after 60 oh, but you're yeah. 70 now well, I, yes, I am. Taking some
1: time, isn't it?
3: It's taken a really long it's time. a lot run. of
1: sex that's happened. <laughs> yes. Can I just say, this was a really important, and it kind of obviously made me sick to my stomach, but important, I think, for people listening is that I said to you, because obviously the cancer that you had uh, is, or I'm going to say had in past tense. Thank you. Cervical. And I said, well, don't be, because you have a boyfriend and you two are quite active in that sense. And I was like, don't be abusing... That area, please, while you're getting treatment. And what did you say to me?
3: Well, I don't know what I said about the treatment, but post no, the treatment. The area, the, about the area,
1: about the area, the and, the, and the sexing of the area. The doctor
3: prescribed that I should continue to have sex as much as possible. Sorry, it literally does. But you know
2: what? Thank God Ian's here, because that would have fallen to me. <laughs> 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 And uh, and you know what? I, by the way, I, I think I would have helped out.
1: Ew. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Have, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Honestly, I'm throwing up, and my and my vagina that's just ugh. curled up. That's making my me. My vagina look. curled yeah, up, that, and that I'm weeping. I have to say, that's this the, the visual. Kind of I am. I am. You're such a good son-in-law. Thank you. But I mean, I just think it's quite I, cool I, that, like, I, like, for cancer, I don't know, is cancer sex a thing? But like, I love that you're keeping yourself.
3: No, but no, excuse you know, me, but fit as a fiddle. I don't know. Here's here's a little known fact about. Uh, The the brachytherapy treatment that I had, which is a sort of internal radiation system. Okay, um, slightly graphic. They give you, after you finish the treatment, they give you a... a, An orgasm? No, it looks like (laughs) a dildo.
2: They give you a dildo. They give you, give you a, you a dildo, dildo
3: with some... Is that just for you, Gwen? No, 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 no. It's, it, it's, it's part of the treatment. You have to... Three times a week, you have to insert the dildo inside of you because the scar tissue from all the treatment wow. causes the vagina to close up. Oh, God. So is, you have to keep it open with this dildo. This is dildo. So,
1: so graphic. I'm so i sorry. Really, I'm sorry that the uh, dogs have to hear this.
2: So I'm just sat here ret- receiving this information. Yeah. And, like, there's several comedic places that go, you could go with go. this.
1: Well, I mean, you offered to have sex with my mom. And then go, I just, just actually... Go. I this- have
3: to show you... What are you several showing comedi- dildo ca-
1: package? I don't want to okay, see the no, dildo no, package. Let's get the
2: dildo package out.
1: Do we? I mean, I'm honestly, I'm already traumatized from this conversation. Do we have to look at so, the dildo so package? So I
2: realized there's several comedic places we could go with this. Go. And then I actually received the information mm-hmm. and just became overwhelmed with a massive <laughs> wow. Just like, thought,
1: by the way, wow. I literally thought you were going to say, and I just became incredibly turned on and I had no... <laughs> <laughs> erection. I thought that those were along the lines of what you were gonna say. No, no,
2: no. I, I instantly got short wired with, yeah, no, uh, really with the I was like, Oh, this is this is absolutely amazing and priceless and com- comedy gold. And then I just yeah. went, Ah, it's my mother in law saying <laughs> she sticks a dildo up a vagina. Yeah,
1: and, and can we just take a pause for poise that I'm her daughter listening to this? Yeah. Oh.
2: How does it feel to know that your mom
1: has more sex than we do? Yeah. I'm kinda like you know that like amen emoji, like props to you. That's the emoji I want to send you. And then I'm looking at you, my husband, going, "Oh, we gotta get our shit together, man." Yeah,
2: what, what, hap- what Gwen's, happened?
1: Gwen, I don't know, but Gwen's having more sex in cancer treatment than we are. Yeah, we've got to. I don't know. Do you want me to get the the dildo kit? For me, for you, I'll get you some dilated and the dildo kit.
2: Hey, listen, yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: this
1: is the the beauty this and the problem the of this family. This is an X rated. Who thought the cancer one would be the most X rated <laughs> podcast of all Fair. of them? But can I have to? I have to say, we are joking about all of this. Hopefully, and this is how our family gets is, through yeah.
2: these sort of things. Yeah, is this with is us. humor and love.
1: This is really how we relate in our family. Is just the darker, most sarcastic kind of. What would you call it? Outside the lines, humor kind of is is what bonds us. And thank you, Gwen, for letting us into my dearest. Well, I don't want to. I was not into your vagina, but thank you, Gwen, for letting letting us <laughs> take the piss out of you, and you take the piss out of us. And and I just love that we can have a conversation about cancer and chemo and COVID, and still find these these dark light moments to laugh
2: that's what i was thinking actually during this whole process is as we sat down to do this podcast i thought well this is going to be depressing depressing and a yeah. different tone and as it happens this has actually been
1: yeah the, light the is happiest
2: what, yeah. the lightest yeah it's funny. the most comedic podcast that we've done out of all of them yeah, Thanks, Gwen. This, that's this... why i love my mother-in-law <laughs> i so do i so do you know what ladies and gentlemen I could have had any mother-in-law in in the world and I got Gwen the best mother-in-law in in the world. Yeah, the the most champion mother-in-law. If there was an Olympics of mother-in-laws, I would send you to represent America (laughs) and I would be your coach.
1: There you go. Aw, that's That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love our family. I love I had the same thought as you, Boo. I thought, oh, this is gonna really bring the tone down because this is really emotional stuff. It's stuff that keeps me awake and I thought this was gonna
2: be like this morning.
1: Yeah, just I thought that we would just be crying and you know, and I was gonna try and keep it together and I thought, oh, I don't want to depress the listeners with how scary this has been. And I really like that this has taken a turn into completely (coughs) mentalsville and that A turn for the best. A turn for the best. Which might be the name of your dildo kit. A turn for the best.
0: That is actually a genius name. Copyright that one, Ida, love. I'll ask again. How are we all doing now? If nothing else, glimpsing into the inner thoughts of the Williamses always takes you somewhere I doubt you imagined. And my imagination can go to some interesting places. I think the dildo's back in the proverbial box, pun intended, as Ida's perhaps wisely moved on to a topic more of us are familiar with. What we all did that time with our wildly grown locks in lockdown.
1: You came over the other day. Yes. And the hair was, you were starting to look like a cocker spaniel. If we're, you know, it was you quite floppy. You didn't just
0: like a
3: cocker spaniel. You said like an old cocker spaniel.
1: Well, that's, a, well, the gray you, know, gray, you know, how dogs get gray around the mouth and stuff and their ears. That was what's happening is you're just getting a bit gray around the mouth on the top of your head. So we decided to give you a quarantine haircut. Yes. Which was a big deal because for for several reasons, A, I've never given a proper full professional haircut because I'm not a professional, nor have you ever let me do that to you. Correct. And also it was the closest I've ever gotten to you because in this cancer crisis, in the backdrop of this COVID crisis, I've been very, very scared to be close to you, which is hard because I want so badly to be able to hold your hand and hug you and be with you in the way that I'm used to being with you. And because I'm so scared of this kind of invisible disease on the off chance that I could be a carrier or I've caught something or whatever, that I give it to you and that you don't make it, I've I've physically pulled myself back from you. And that's been very hard because I've wanted to be so close to you. And so that was a big moment, me giving you that haircut, because it was so nice just to be... In your space, you know, I was wearing a mask and you were wearing a mask and we were both wearing gloves and we were taking all those precautions, but it felt for me, it was a really tender moment to get to actually just touch you, to actually care for you in the way that I want to care for you. And at the end of the haircut, I actually gave you a hug, which is, I think the first time I've given you a hug in like four months and I needed that hug. Yeah, me too. It's so weird to feel your body. But by the way, it, your body is so tiny now. It felt so odd to hold your tiny body. Um, and I look forward for future time when I can hug you without gloves and a mask. By the way, I'd like to, I'd like yes, to ask yeah. you a review of my haircut because obviously now the dogs are now just, they're just running around.
3: Well, I mean, I think, I think it was extraordinary. First of all, it was a very intimate moment. It was a lovely moment.
1: I mean, you put a lot of trust Trust in me I to did. give you that hair Because I took off a good three or four inches, didn't I? I'd say four, yeah. Four I inches. Would,
3: I would, to be fair, I, it's a little shorter than I would have gone.
1: Oh, are we are we criticizing the haircut no, now? No,
3: not at all. <laughs> not um, at all. But, okay, so but you... A little bit
1: little shorter. shorter. I like
3: the length. But it's, it gives me room to grow. Does
1: give you room it to grow. Gives me room to
3: grow, which I will be doing.
2: How have you found being separated from us all during this? Painful. Painful.
3: Very painful. It's really hard being separated from you guys and it's it's really hard not not to i mean not to hold the kids and to just like sit down and read with them you know and she, and, and stuff it's 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 been really hard i must say teddy has discovered how to send text messages and to use FaceTime yes, yeah. and we've developed a really nice little relationship. You have a little that.
1: iPad, a little iPad relationship. you we like have pen a... pals. Do
2: you know, Teddy uh, FaceTimed Michael, my manager yesterday. Yeah,
1: I know. I was with her when she did it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, she was just, can I talk to Michael? She's really excited that she can actually connect with people on this iPad because she doesn't because obviously she does not have a phone nor is she going to get a phone, but she's managed to figure out that her that her Peppa Pig machine, aka the iPad, also has capabilities of text. So now she's in calling. So she's kind of figured out how to manipulate the iPad into its full
3: potential.
2: What are you looking forward to doing when the uh, the lockdown abates?
3: When the lockdown abates, well. I always love travel, so I, I'm going to want to go somewhere.
1: Like not to the cancer ward. <laughs> like somewhere yeah, else. Like
3: somewhere else. And, you know, it would be nice to go to a restaurant. I remember restaurants. Yeah, restaurants were fun.
1: When this
2: ends, I've got an idea for a, for a show we could pitch to, like, Netflix. Okay, what? Gwenfield, sex tourist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. You can always rely on Robbie to turn the chat back to, well, that. When you're listening to this, who knows where we'll be with regards to lockdown or going out with masks at a social distance, whether the toilets will be open. So much is in flux. It's the queues, isn't it? Not that I imagine that's an issue for the Williamses. Doubt they'll have been queuing for little, but you never know. Anyway, Robbie's got something he wants to get up his chest.
1: Things that annoy me about you. Oh, let's not do that again. Yeah, just, just this No, no, because we'll, we'll get into domestic in front of Gwen. But it's okay. Yes, but like, I want to figure
2: out why you do this. What? Leaving doors open. What do you mean? Like, for example, when you leave the bedroom, uh, can you I just say- leave the door open
1: you do the exact same thing No I don't 100%
2: No I don't No you
1: do you no. walk out and you leave it open I'm like boo and then there's noise and I'm like oh no you do you 100% do
2: No I 100% well, don't Well
1: it's going to be a he said she said on this one because It's you,
2: well it, it'll be a she said a lie he said a truth
1: <laughs> Okay well I That's what it'll totally be Totally disagree
2: were you born in a barn? I don't even know what that means. Why do? Can you know that saying when people going? Shut the door. What? Were you born in a barn?
1: I've not heard that.
2: Yeah, that's what I've heard. And then if you break it down, it's like what is it about barns Being born and in a people barn and a door. leaving doors open?
3: Because it's a uh, big door to close. Hey,
1: Thanks, you Gwen? know. Hey, you know when you shave your head, mm-hmm. can you clean up the hair on the floor?
2: Yeah, I did. Why don't you? Why don't you just like I do go? I'm a bad person. I'm trying to be better. When I say things to you, bring up. No, you've you've I, instantly got things. No, but no, no. You bat it I back. Would,
1: I acknowledge when I've done something not right, but the door thing I'm just not having. I, I will have. What I will have is a pet peeve of yours that I do is I don't turn out the lights all the time. And that is something I do do. But the door thing, nah. uh Keep on moving, bro. Do
2: you know that I will love you through all of your blind spots?
1: Likewise.
2: And I'm loving you through this blind spot now. <laughs>
1: Likewise.
2: You leave doors open. You know it's. And here's the thing. Look, even, Gwen, here's the thing, thing even Gwen's not thing, having it. Look, even the thing Gwen to, looks sad. To all women, so fucking important about putting the toilet seat down.
1: Because it's disgusting. Because first of all, your little rim that you that you piss on, first of all, is always filled with urine, and then we sit on it, and it's not enough to support our big asses. You
2: can just take your hand.
1: No, no, you can, and also you can down. also flush. That's another thing you can do.
2: Do you know why I don't flush? You don't flush. Do you know why I don't flush?
1: I, I, it's irrelevant.
2: So I don't want to wake you up.
1: Right. Except for you didn't flush all day yesterday when I was totally up. You don't flush. Do you know why There's I didn't flush? <laughs> do
2: you know why I didn't flush? Why didn't you flush? I'm bothered about this planet.
1: <laughs> Can I just You're, say? No, no. Don't say a nice thing now. No, no, no. no, no. Hold plant with your rudeness Gen, and just stay.
2: Genuinely want to say this. Mm. You look so pretty.
1: See, you always do that to you me. You do, though. You do it. You t- you do it. You make me soften. No, no, no. I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> I just are. looked
2: at your beautiful face and was you just like, are. how lucky am we- I to have such you a You wear
1: me down. And then wonderful you, wife. And then you pull me up with a compliment and then I'm confused. This,
2: listen, this is not a mechanism to confuse you. This is. This is when a I just said my stuff and then you were talking, I was just like, oh, she's oh, so beautiful.
1: Damn it. Now I just, now I
3: love, love you again. This, okay. this is the secret to a long marriage. It's good.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Staying at Home with the Williamses Today's Episode has been about the lovely Gwen. And like we said during the podcast, we thought this was going to be somber. We thought this was going to take a turn and be where we get serious. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's been the least serious podcast. And that is why I am blessed with the best family on this planet. God bless, Aww, you, Gwen. God bless you, Gwen. I love you. Love I have best. every faith that you have already kicked cancer's ass i
3: have i have i have
2: and just by your very being and the way that you've tackled this you know i have to say as a family and as 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 the husband of my beautiful wife your uh very being and essence during this has made it a thousandfold better for all of us. And I thank Aww. you from the bottom of my Bless heart Aww. just for being you. Bless you both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, you've been my hero in this process. I know that I don't have the same bravery and strength that you've demonstrated. It's an inspiration to me on how to face things. You have been fearless and positive and strong and, and, you know, a real, a real rock in this unstable rock. You have really planted yourself down and made us all feel safe with your approach. And I'm just very grateful that you're my mommy and that you're alive and that you're healthy. And let's I look forward- Let's keep for- it that way. Let's keep it that way. Let's, let's look forward to a time when the gloves and masks come off and we can celebrate your wellness up close and personal and do all those things on your bucket list because I want to be there for all of them.
2: We we'll get a chance to burn those dildos with you. <laughs> okay.
1: We'll set those dildos <laughs> alight, or we'll take them and borrow mm, them.
2: Don't need them anymore.
1: But don't either way, um,
2: cast away your medical dildos.
1: <laughs> medical dildos. Yeah. Set them on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's 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 kick cancer's ass, and then let's go kick Parkinson's ass, and then let's just
0: get rid of that other
1: thing. Yeah. Tell Lupus bye, Felicia.
0: Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening, and I'd like to say I knew what was in store for next time, but frankly, I haven't got a clue. Just the way I like it. Until then.
2: Ida, the people need to know about your podcast, Postcards from
1: the Edge. Tell them what it's about and how people can find it. Sure, Robbie Williams. Postcards from the Edge is all about me, an American girl, chatting to my British friends about our differences. Most weeks, I'll be joined by my mom, Gwen, and sometimes you pop up. But for the most part, it's me learning about naked attraction and how to say sorry all the time with the likes of David Walliams, Alan Carr, Judge Rinder, Ollie Murs, and loads more amazing guests. So please check it out and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.